I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub. This is a friendly local food hub. It's based in Bermondsey. It's run by our very own Kelly Webster of the Mill Lionesses, a very well-known Mill fan. They do need supplies, dear listeners. Before we get into the show today, they have posted they need tinned meat, they need toiletries, they need soup, they need tinned fruit and veg. If you can help in any way, they are on Twitter, at Lions Food Hub. DM them, you can DM me at Actong Millwall, and I'll pass on any help and information that we can lions food hub at lions food hub thank you for listening now back to the show you're listening to after Law, broadcasting from the beautiful south Berlin, except no sandwich. hello dear listeners welcome to saturday evening direct after the game i'm speaking with my show regular, Mr. Michael Avery. How are you doing, Michael? Very well, Nick. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, listeners. Apart from uh, apart from the beer I put in the freezer during the second half that I forgot to take an out, it's now turned into a slush puppy. It's actually <laughs> gone quite well today, hasn't it, with today's win? Very good. I, I enjoyed that game. We were one Middlesbrough nil, of course, dear listeners. Um, I mean, my, some of the notes I made myself, the talking points with John Daddy Bodvarsson's headband. Um, Alex Grace reporting on Murray Wallace blocking a shit halfway through the second half, and J- Gary Rowett picking a starting lineup that earned general approval before the game. Um, you know, it's it was a, it was a good day to be a Millwall fan today, Mark. Do you know what? Funny thing you say that. Um, Murray Wallace showing his commitment there by throwing himself into fecal now is obviously <laughs> something that we all love to see. Um, <laughs> I don't think Murray Wallace would, but um, <laughs> that's what I call commitment. You know yeah, that is commitment to the cause. Yeah, he's probably he's probably on the last year of his contract. Um, <laughs> I, have to, I have to say, it was a really good performance. I really, I actually really enjoyed that game. I know, I know you can argue Middlesbrough in the second half were a little bit could have been arguably a bit more stronger. But I, do you know what? I thought that we really, for the first time in. I can't remember the last time we played like this, Nick, but the first time we really seemed to play like a team, didn't we? Like the passes were yeah. linking well together, the, the the quick breakaways were linking well. Jed, there was a moment in the second half we will touch on where you had Jed and Malone leading up to Bud Vars and, and and we just looked like a team who wanted to play for each other, didn't we? And it was just really, really refreshing to see. And you, you had like young players like McNamara and, and Mitchell really putting on good performances, Jed being superb. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm probably making, there's too many, um, what's the word, superlatives to try and make it sound 
arguably better than some people thought it was, but I thought it was a really, really good, entertaining um, battling performance by Millwall and one that I'd like to see again. Well, next. consistency is the key um, because that's what we've not had for you know many, many times over the course of the season. We had it um, in the first half on the, in midweek at QPR, then it all went to pieces in the second. But this was a good show across full 90 minutes, two, two halves of different character. I'm um, just to dwell on the, the starting 11 there, Michael. I mean, you know, there was a lot of plaudits online before the start, the return of Murray Wallace into that back three, Hutchinson Cooper, then that releases Malone on, on the on the left side. And Danny Mack coming back today, who I thought did really well, Danny McNamara, in place of um, Marlon Rummy, who was on the bench today, ahead of an international break. Um, and of course, um, midfield. I mean, Ryan Woods, George Evans, and Billy Mitchell. That looks like a pretty good midfield, actually. I mean, you know, we, we've we've endured so many um, dreary, dreary matches, evenings and afternoons, watching you know a midfield that couldn't um, was off the pace and was 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 short. But today, I thought we, as a team, but in those units, you know, on the on the wings and in the midfield. And up front with with um, Jed, who was really on fire today, and, and and Mason Bennett making movement and looking good. It's a bit like what we said on the in the first half on on um, Tuesday night, Michael. You start to get a glimpse of what Gary Rowett is trying to bring us to, and you know there is light at the end of the tunnel. There there, there, there is a better, hopefully, a better tomorrow coming in the next season once we've all got things back to normal again. Um, I don't know if I'm over overcooking it a little bit, but it was certainly a relief to see that that performance today. Yeah, I thought I thought you you touched on Evans there. I thought Evans was absolutely superb again. Um, not not just because some of his blocks there, he was getting in the box or, or you know these last minute last ditch tackles, but some of his distribution. I mean, in the first ten minutes, he played a lovely ball through to McNamara to run on. So yeah. you mentioned there about um, you you mentioned there about um, like the sort of how good that midfield was and. So you can tell by the starting lineup. I think he got plaudits Nick, because he has a coming back from injury or or, or looking like they're starting, starting to come back. You know, we you, you said Murray Wallace there. Mm. But I think Max made an excellent point on commentary before before the game started, or even very, very early on in the game. He mentioned Woods, didn't he? And he was saying about um it's probably the first inkling we've had. I'm I'm not sure how much how much of a contract talk Max is privy to or how much if he is he's allowed to release, but he mentioned, you know, about Woods going back to Back to Stoke and, yeah. you know, what his future is going to be and everything like that. But from that performance, again, I know Woods has got a lot of negative stick online. And I know, I know on this podcast, you know, you've mentioned it before. Um, I'm going to chuck you under the bus here. You've mentioned it. Yeah, Harry yeah, obviously yeah. Mentions it. yeah, yeah. And, and but, this just, but this just goes to show with Ryan Woods, you actually get some decent players around him. Like like Mitchell and and you know like Evans, you, you start seeing a side of Woods's game that you've not seen at the start of the season, and and unfortunately this sort of goes back to the argument that we always have with Thompson. Thompson and Mitchell were both cut from the same cloth, but you can just see which one out of the two of them is is championship quality and what one isn't. Um, really, yeah. kind. So I thought Mitchell yeah. was absolutely superb today. Man of the match for me. I mean, I, I, I went on Twitter and, and um, picked out Jed. I picked out Scott Malone, um, George Evans. Some some really nice touches today. Some really good quality balls. But Billy Mitchell, in terms of um, what should we call it, the kind of work and the flair side of the game, he seems to have that magic magic combination. You can see Billy Mitchell going far in the game, and um, not to dig out Ben Thompson at all, but. 
Um, he wasn't missed today, Michael. I mean, that, that's that's probably going to sound harsh on Ben, but you know that was a that was a good team performance today, and we benefited from having Billy Mitchell, uh, Ryan Woods getting forward. I mean, you know, I, I think we didn't see that enough at the start of of the season from Ryan Woods. He was sat in these kind of deep uh, line positions, and when he does get forward, he's got vision and and touch and pass and. Um, you know that it's it's just nice to see. I also want to mention, if I may, the fact that we had Connor Mahoney sat on the bench. He didn't take part in today's proceedings, but that's a really welcome um, comeback as well. You know, the start of a long, a long. Um, I think it's twenty eight games. I said on on, on I follow that he's been out of action a long period out. So Connor Mahoney, um, Keefton Belt, we don't know, and Ryan Leonard, we don't know. We may not be seeing them this season, but you have to be thinking about them for for August and the new campaign. And I think I think it was Cole Bates on iPhone. I said, "Well, that's a good midfield. You know, that's that's as good as any as any midfield you might come across in the championship." Yeah, yeah, and 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 you're right, and and, and Cole's right there. It's they are strong, they are strong, um, strong midfield, strong players to come back. And and also, I don't know about you, Nick. I, I know obviously play, you don't play the game on paper; you play it on grass. But you have a look at even that bench on paper. You think with the bench that we had today, it was a good starting lineup, and it wasn't a bad bench, neither really was it. Um, some of the players that we could have, could have brought on. That's right. Yeah, and you know, some some of the players we could have brought on. I, I just, I just thought, was, I just thought it, it, we're obviously getting some players back. We're starting to look strong as well. Um, you you touched on Billy Mitchell there. You you think I, I know I know the goal today was an own goal, but it was Mitchell that was involved in the build up. I think he either won the ball back, didn't need to sort of build up the play. Um, and I, and I think that. Millwall, Millwall's performance deserved a lot more than a than a, just a one nil from an own goal. Um, I thought you, you're right that the forward line was great. I thought Mason Bennett and Jed played really, really well together. I thought as well, if you think about it, to a point. I know, I know, I know. You said it in. I think you guys said it in a week, didn't you? When they were saying about like it shows how bad a game went when you was counting crosses and corners and things like that. I can't remember <laughs> which um, was you were talking about. But but I, I even like I even noted in the first half that. Even our corners and our crosses into the box have looked a bit more decisive. They were actually beating the first man. They were looking dangerous. The whole the whole first half looked looked really really well for me. Um, I did think with the second half when they introduced George Savile. Um, I know everyone argues, oh, we miss George Savile as a player, that kind of thing. But mm. he's obviously got class, and I thought he changed the game when he came on the pitch, didn't he? Even when he wasn't directly involved in shots or or tackles, he was involved in the build up or being around that eighteen yard box. But I felt I thought we dealt with that well as well. I just thought it was a very, very good defensive performance in the second half. And and yeah, like we keep saying, it's a joy to watch. Yeah, I mean they they had us under the cosh a little bit at times in the in the second half. That was to be expected. They Middlesbrough were on the fringes, or maybe are still on the fringes of the top six. So they would be, you know, um they would have been wanting three points from the trip to to the dens, particularly this season, where it's been a lot more of an easy prospect than it would be in, in normal times. Um, Savile, we we know all about Savile, Michael. I mean, you know, he's he's, he's a quality quality turn. Um, if he was still at the Den, then it would be much much harder for the likes of Billy and 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 Ben and and the others to to have broken into the side. But he's not here, so you know that, that's that's that. Um, Billy Mitchell, I just want to come back to Billy because he was instrumental in the move for the goal. Um, he did some great work in the uh, to win the ball in defence and then release Jed for that that. Um, run forwards he can't make great run from Jed down the right side down the left side rather sorry and then crossed into the near post which was put in by the by the Middlesbrough uh, player there was, a, there was an earlier chance actually where um, Wallace was released one and one and I thought it was actually quite a good save by the, the Borough goalkeeper I thought it looked quite 
quite good in terms of reflex shots, a little bit less good in terms of his clearance and um, what should we call it? The vision, the vision thing for, for goalkeeping. Mm. But that was, we should have had a couple before, yeah. before half time as well as the one we did get. So um, no real chances for Borough. Maybe, maybe one would add a, a cross into the box and, you know, it, it flashed across goal. But second half, it was a bit different, I must say. They did up the ante in the second half. They did raise the game, moving the ball at pace. And um... yeah, and 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 this sort of goes back to it. Yeah, I, I know that you and Aaron have said on recent shows about like the XG and like stats and everything in football. How you don't like it, but this this was we as we've said a number of times, and and I won't mind regurgitating that this was a good game to watch. It was entertaining. It, it wasn't was. one of those sort of four yeah. fish you normally get with yeah with I follow. I thought um, hats off to to Carl and Max. I thought their commentary was superb. Um, I know that's had question marks over it over the last couple of weeks from from some quarters, but <laughs> it just goes to show when, when I say about when I say about the statistics, it was about an hour, hour and a hour and um, or sorry, and about an hour seventy minutes into the game. I think a stat come up. It still said like shots on target two for Millwall, one for Borough, and you think, well, it's been an hour. There's only been sort of like three clear cut chances on goal, but I'm really enjoying this. I know we had some that went wide at the post and nearly nearly could have gone in or or that kind of thing or, or flew over the bar, but it, it just goes to show, doesn't it? Like that you can have all the stats in the world, you can have all your predicted goals and this means this, this means that, but you know it, it's, it's what's on the pitch that, that you see. I, I thought I thought there was a good save from Bart like early in the first half. And yes, it was. It, we, yeah. We're just taking these for granted, Matt. We're not, we're not even mentioning, mentioning how good and steady a goalkeeper he is, are we? You know, you said about McNamara earlier on. He had, he had a he had a great effort at the end of the first half, and and I'm I'm not sure about you. I, I think that a few weeks ago, the way that Borough were huffing and puffing for like the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half, if this was a Millwall team, what two, three weeks ago, we we might have conceded. I think. Well, I mean, we might have conceded on 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 the midweek because there was what well, there wasn't in the second half, which we saw on uh, was it Wednesday or Tuesday? I can never remember these these nights now, but. Um, was there was no panic, you know, we, we stayed calm. I'm just looking at the early mm. chance you mentioned, a bit of ping pong inside the mill box. You, you need defenders that stay calm when, you know, he, heads are heads are spinning all around them, you know, and, and then Bart obviously in goal will, you know, he has that ability to produce a miraculous save when, when called upon, preferably the ball doesn't get as far as him. But, you know, I, I thought we, you're right, we do start to expect high levels now from Bart Bielkowski. And it was just refreshing to see a mill defence that wasn't panicking when the heat was on because Borough did turn the heat up on us. They had a couple of chances and, you know, um, maybe they would have expected to have got one of them, but it was just real backs to the wall defending. And that's, I think someone posted online about that's that's what, you know, traditional mill style, that's what you want from, from your Saturday afternoon. We can't go at the moment because of the restrictions. We can watch it on TV, but I thought as a televisual um experience it was a lot better than a lot of the games we've sat through this season Michael blimey when you think of some of the stuff we watched you know that was a that was a really good one great endurance to get through the second half really I mean there was another chance late um Bart um batting away a a nice um borough passing move uh and then there's John Daddy's chance late uh 77 um I actually think and you know I've, I've, I've not I hold no brief for John Daddy Budvarsson, um, from his Alice band to his inability to score goals. Um, you know, he isn't my favourite Millwall striker of all time, Michael, but I actually thought he did well to get a shot on target from that move. That was a, a ball in from the left from Scott Malone um, and it was saved. I thought he'd missed it, but it actually tipped, tipped wide. So 
fair play to John Daddy. All he can do is get the ball heading towards the target and the goalkeeper did well to save that. How, how did you see that late chance? 77 minutes, I think. Yeah, I, 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 I thought the way that we, the, the speed of the build-up and how we managed to get it from sort of our half, our eight-in-yard box all the way up to a, a shot that, you know, as, as you say, without being tipped over or, or just brushed over, would have gone in in, in what, a matter of seconds? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and the composure the composure in the passing and the composure in the link-up and, and like Max and, um, and like Max and, Carl was saying on commentary the, the fact that ball was like sort of bobbled around a bit and everything like that, and he managed to get his head over it well. I thought it was a great effort from Budvars. I, I, I know that I half mentioned in our sort of little uh, in our little chat that I forgot that um, he brought him on, but then he really shut me up there because that was a fantastic effort from Budvars. And, and, and it's a shame we didn't go in not not just from a middle point of view, but even like a kind of purist point of view. If you was a neutral watching that, or you were someone in the press box who doesn't have an affiliation with me, well, you. You would have probably tweeted or wrote about what a great build-up, what a great goal that was, With and also let's have move. a little uh, yeah, shout-out. yeah, it was a fantastic move. Let's have a shout out to Budvarsson, who's made the um, Icelandic um, twenty-three, hasn't he? Has he? Has he? Has he? Well, there's an eruption of yeah, but it's it, in, in it, it's um, it's the Iceland of Exleif, not not the <laughs> national side. Very good. Real in like like an Icelandic trawler there, off the coast of uh, South Sierra or somewhere. Um, and so it finished one nil. Um, that puts the Lions. I, th- I love Bill Gibbs in jersey. It was I think Bill, you get off that jersey cider, mate, because he's talking about the uh, the playoffs being ten points away now. But um, I, I mean, I, I think the top ten finish is certainly. Um, a, a realistic target now, and that will be what Gary Rowett is, is aiming at. I, I like the look of that 11 today. I like the performance a lot, and it does offer light at the end of a long tunnel. It's been a dark tunnel this season at times, but it looks, you do get a sense of a better tomorrow coming. The, the fatal words at Millwall, Michael, aren't they? Fatal words. Yeah, yeah. I um, <laughs> I, I think you you, math, you mathematically need 50 to stay up in the championship. They work out roughly, don't they? And we, we've got 52. So all jokes aside, even if we have an actual calamitous run, you know, this is the middle pessimist looking behind him, you know, we're mathematically <laughs> safe. But there's a few things I, I, I wouldn't mind mentioning. I wouldn't mind mentioning the um, um, the 86th minute. I mean, I actually didn't think the ref was too bad today. I, know I the didn't think so. No, it was. Yeah. Um, it is, isn't great. But I did think the one moment that was that I found very disappointing was I think it was in the 86th minute, wasn't it, where um, where they had a corner, or was the 85th minute? They, they had a corner, didn't they? Right. And then um, they said everyone's up except for um, some borough player. Um, the ball broke away. Malone could have run into about 20 yards of space, but the rest yeah, blew up. Yeah, it blew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was disappointing. Um, but apart from that, it's okay. And I, I'd just like to have another little shout out to the. Um, to the member of the borough coaching staff, who, if it all goes wrong with Neil Warnock and he ends up losing his job, could end up being a lookalike for uh, Gary Lineker's brother, um, who's got all those <laughs> Wayne, stars on my beef. Wayne Lineker. <laughs> Wayne Lineker lookalike on the, on the Middlesbrough bench. <laughs> King of the dance floor in Ibiza, yeah. Um... Yeah, t- t- ten, 10 points. I know, I know we all joke about it, but <laughs> ten, po- 10 points off the playoffs with, what, eight games to go? What? Well, let's just have a quick look and look at me from here. The table here, we're only six points off eighth. It, it goes it goes back to what we were it goes back to what you were saying in the week as well. And and I I always say this this is a Millwall pod. We've got 99.9% of Millwall listeners, but whenever you talk to non-Millwall fans, you always say that following Millwall isn't boring because you're always either surviving in the championship or pushing for promotion in League One. 
And you're right, we just can't do mid-table football, can we? We can't. But in fairness today, I mean, I thought today might be one of these end-of-season malaise games where nothing much happens and you have to wait for 90 minutes for not an awful (laughs) happen, or maybe we concede a goal and that's that. But I thought today, you know, we've said it a few times, today was good a good game of uh, second-tier English football. And I, I include both sides in that because I think Borough gave it everything. They were chasing the game in the second half. And, you know, I, I, if you're a football fan, you should have enjoyed what you saw there today. And I think that's that's about as much as you can hope for from, from this strange season. Um, I've got a few comments from the internet mm-hmm. just to, to finish us off, Michael. Paul G confirms that, that was a big result because it confirms we're safe from relegation now that was that was your point I mean it's tongue-in-cheek obviously that's the point you were just making about the 50-point mark that was always Neil Harris's 50-point mark wasn't it? I think the Kenny Jacket 50-point mark before that as well um, Alex Grace and his shit we've already mentioned that but we'll mention it again Murray Wallace has blocked a shit with his face from George Savile that mm. is massive massive commitment by by big Murray there um, it's one way of keeping defenders off you at corners isn't it <laughs> Spell check. check is the curse of life, of modern life. Um, Mill analysis says it was a cagey second half, but we dug deep to get the win. Well in, lads. Hutch was immense again. Jed, superb. Jed was looking really um, sparkling today and has done for a few games now, Michael. Um, great to see him back in form again. He really does bring an extra something, doesn't he? When he when he's on form and when he's when he's you know the players around him are in tune with what he wants to do, he's he's a he's a great asset for our side. Yeah, yeah. I've I mean I remember a few years ago when um someone sort of asked me, not necessarily my sort of all time um Millwall side, but it was like who's the sort of best Millwall players you've seen in the last sort of 15, 20 years, if you will. And I and I, and I know with all due respect I'm not as old as some other members of the fan base. But you know, we've seen we've seen players who can play well on that right hand side. Um but I actually mentioned Jed Wallace and they looked yeah. at me a bit funny because obviously we had like the Paul Unfield, Stephen Reeds, all those type of players back back years ago. even to a lesser point the fanboys who love like the types of James Henry. But but he he just shows the absolute class he's got, doesn't he? When he when he really when it really all works for him and it really clicks for him and it really flows, this is where you can argue Jetty's probably one of the better players in that position in, in the division. But well, I it's, agree. it's the yeah. consistency. Well, he's also mm. playing with better players, uh, Michael. He's probably got better players around him. I think Mason Bennett is a good player. He's a very good player. I mean, his movement and whether 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 that's his role now as a, as a striker or whether he's I actually quite like him now. I think he's got the he's got the X factor for that role. But Jed and and Mason and Ryan Woods and increasingly, I think we'll see now George Evans and Billy Mitchell. These are all players capable of holding their own, at least at Championship level. You might even have a conversation mm-hmm. in some cases about higher than that. Um, and I think Jed Jed Flowers as 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 a as a consequence. Um, the, the Lions online says that was a deserved win and more importantly, a great performance after that capitulation on Wednesday, not Tuesday, Wednesday, as I thought. Um, having Murray Wallace back gave the Lions much more confidence. I, I, I think he's, you know, he's a bit of an unsung hero, Murray. I know we mentioned him a lot for an unsung hero, but to come back from injury, that was only his second start, I think, since returning from injury. And he, he, yeah. he did a job. I think. Yeah. And, and the thing is with, with Murray Wallace again, and, and I know that they said in the build-up, I think it was Max, wasn't it, when he said that, you know, this is as close to what you can get at the moment to Gary Rowick's like ideal starting eleven. you know, give yeah. or take a couple of players because of injury. And just, I, I always think with Cooper, I know, Co- I know Cooper's, you know, he's got a lot of his plaudits and he's got a lot of his fans, but there was, there was, there's always that slight element with me that 
that Cooper needs needs to also be playing alongside like good players, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, or players in confidence. And I, and I think when you've got Hutchinson playing as well as he did, and then um, Wallace, who was like you say, Unsung, he was absolutely superb today for me. Wallace um, with Cooper, they they just complement themselves perfectly, and and it's it's a testament you've got a player. I, I know I can't remember which one of you guys mentioned somebody who, who contributed to a, a post game. I said about how Wallace was always being used as a left back or a left wing back, even though he was more a central player. Now you're actually seeing him in that central position. How much more confident does he look? How much more sort of boss like does he look? You know, he looks really, really good there. And and if you can keep that free fit, you can literally put anyone you want in front of him. You don't even have to have wing backs because it's like they're they're just an absolute brick wall that nothing will get through. And I just thought they was—I just thought they were superb, absolutely superb. I agree. I agree. I mean, he's, he's, he, uh, as as the line says here, Jed is a superstar, um, and as usual, caused problems all game, everywhere he went. Also, just a shout out to Billy Mitchell. I know we've mentioned him a couple of times, but um, I thought that was a really assured-looking performance for someone that's still relatively new to mm. Championship football. So, all in all, that was a great effort. It was a good win. Um, it's a good night to be a Millwall fan for a change, Michael, isn't it? It's a good Saturday night to get a, get a glass out, enjoy the evening, and you know just rest on just to rest in the knowledge that that was a good showing today. And I think that was um, well done to the whole team, and well done to Gary Rowe. It must have been through some fairly tough times this season, I think, one way and the other. It's been a, been a strange one overall, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I mean. I mean, if like I'm, I'm plugging Aaron's podcast here, but if if you listen to like the, the 72 plus yeah. podcast with um, the most yeah. recent one with with um, Lee Bowie and Neil Harris, they talk about don't they the, the pressure of social media and how even if um, even if I think Neil Harris says don't he that even if like you feel you've got like the boards back in or or the the chairman's back in, there's obviously the social media army who, who sort of come gunning for you a bit, and and Row it has had his people going against him. Um, Rightly or wrongly, I mean, so, some of the performances have been absolutely dross this season. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Rightfully had his critics, and I'm not going to knock that. But again, it was a very, very disappointing defeat in midweek. Um, he, he obviously wanted to be higher up the table. So as you say, this this, this had the hallmarks. And I'll, I'll be brutally honest, probably 50% of the reason why I watched that game today, Nick, was because we was doing the show afterwards. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, but, you know, with... With uh, with Gary Rowett, he's he's done superbly well to sort of manage that expectation on him, to to sort of put out a good performance and, and a performance you want to see. So yeah, like you say, fair fair crack to him. Well done. Huge yeah. huge thank you to Michael Avery for joining us in the immediate aftermath of Middle One Middlesbrough. Now we're going to play out now with a voicemail sent to me by Mike Hayden, show regular Mike Hayden. Um, I believe it's an international break now, Michael, and we won't be back till Good Friday with Mill uh, at home to Rotherham. So, chance for everyone to take a deep breath and um, dream of uh, those long summer lockdown free summer days that are coming, and uh, hopefully a new season with a, a clean injury slate. Let's hope so, anyway. No problem at all. Arriva Dutch, you meal. Bye for now. Everything like that that comes with it, listeners, and, and have a good international break. Everyone, put your feet up, chill out, relax. Absolutely. Play some golf when the golf course is open. Absolutely. We're going to go over to Mike Hayden now, and we'll be back after the Rotherham game. Until then, Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready get 30, ready get 20 20, 20 ready get 20 20, ready get 15 15, 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Jerry Scalak here. Get in there, you Lions. That was a really hard-fought win today. Uh, I thought on the balance of play, probably deserved it in the end. I think the first half, we were much the better side, had some good chances. And just going forward with Jed Wallace and Mason Bennett playing up top, um, two players where you know centre-forward position isn't their strongest. It just shows you how poor the likes of Bod Varson and Bradshaw are because... You know, their link-up play and, you know, they caused Middlesbrough some real problems. And, you know, we could have been more than one goal up, to be honest, um, going into half-time. You know, Borough were really poor in that first half. And I think, you know, you could see that by uh, Warnock's half-time changes, bringing on three players. And, you know, they they came out almost like a different team and caused us some real problems with the bodies in the box and they were pressed us very high as well, which I think we struggled with. But unlike against QPR, you know, in the week, we we held firm. You know, they didn't really have some, you know, good chances on goal. There was a bit of scrapping in the six-yard box, but in the end we got it clear. And I think probably the fact that Pierce wasn't in the side, maybe if he started the game, uh, we could well have conceded. But I thought the back line did a really good job today. Standout performance, Malone was brilliant today, very dangerous going forward. Um, also, Billy Mitchell back in, I thought he was he was excellent, particularly in the first half. I think he tired a little bit in the second half, gave the ball away a couple of times, but on the whole, he's um, 
yeah, really exciting prospect. And um, yeah, I think Jed had a good game as well. Um, so yeah, very de- delighted with that result, to be honest. And it's just, uh, I'm pleased as well that we followed it up after. It must have been, you know, the, the dressing room pretty much rock bottom after, you know, conceding three goals and losing in the week. And, you know, to put in that battling display was was good to see. So yeah, we're another game at least to the end of the season. That was a good win today. And uh, yeah, I will have an enjoyable evening. Come on, you lines. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. A river direction, Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.